Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Alright, bro, this is Q. And I'm M. And welcome to the semi-final of the season. Mm. Patisserie week. A.K.A. Paul and Prue's Baking Chat Corner. <laughs> they did a lot of that this episode. They did, yeah. Yeah. I think because there's only four bakers left, mm-hmm. there's a lot of time. So mm-hmm. they have time for like Paul and Prue hanging out in the corner while everyone bakes and then them just kind of gossiping about each, how each one is doing. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Which mm-hmm. kind of gives us insight into like what they're thinking after like they present their their bakes which i enjoyed yeah it was a tense episode man it was it was i normally don't get very anxious when i'm watching yeah but this episode for some reason the anxiety was there i'm gonna go ahead and say that like when it comes to bake-off the tensest episode is usually the semi-final because once you get to the final itself that's kind of like a celebration of all three bakers and then one person wins obviously Right, right. So it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. But the semifinal is where somebody has to go home before the final. Mm-hmm. Somebody doesn't make it to the party. And usually that hits the hardest when it comes to the bakers. True. True. Like losing in the finals, it's not that bad, right? It's a celebration. And only one person wins anyway, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, they still get an invite, right? <laughs> to the to, to the, the after party. I don't know. They still do that. that. I used to like it when they did that, and then a bunch of bakers would show up to that party. We're still in and we're like, who's that guy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah, Will and Mason were the season. <laughs> I forgot about Will and Mason. Usually, it's something like that. But right. that'll be cool if they bring that back where everybody gets invited. I mean, I mean, last couple of years have been weird because of COVID, mm-hmm. and they haven't been doing that. It's just been family only. But yeah, I'd like to see Will and Mason back in the tent. <laughs> Who else am I forgetting early in the season that went home? Spot that Baker is the game to play. <laughs> Who else went home early? Kevin. Well, Kevin lasted no, Kevin, a while. Yeah, Rebs, Carol, Don. They went home pretty like in the later half of the season. Who went home in the first half of the season? <laughs> I know Will went home first. Well, I named like all the people. <laughs> Mason went home second. Who went home third? I don't even remember. It had to have been. Who did go home third? Was that the week Careful. that like nobody went home? Oh, that's right. We had a double non. We had a double elimination because we had a sick week. Right. So like episode four is when Rebs and really wait Reb wait Rebs went home with who? <laughs> um. Did we watch these? No, episodes? my my horror guy. My horror guy. What's his name? James. James Rebs went home with James. Oh, they went home together. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's, I mean, that's kind of mid-season already, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's just Will and Mason. <laughs> okay. really. Maybe we'll see them next week when we have the party. All right. Okay, yeah, this was uh, the results of this episode. Man, <laughs> I would not have predicted that. There's some, like, clues some... in the episode that kind of leads to that. Yeah. We're going to yeah. talk about that. but Some people may have predicted it. Yeah, <laughs> hmm. some people may have. Hmm. It kind of remember last season. Jurgen. Jurgen was the favorite yeah. all season long, and then in the semifinal, 
Which was the best episode of that season? <laughs> you got sent home. This is giving me vibes of that. We didn't get triple handshakes this episode, though. No, nobody got handshakes. We'll talk about that, too. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's start talking about the episode proper. In the intro, no, let's Matt style his hair with creme pat. <laughs> which look, he says is very solid and will last six months. It's not my favorite intro. No. It's kind of weird. It's just no funny creme pat hair. Ever since the non-intro... I feel like they've been. Yeah, really they haven't good. been as good yeah. as the non intro. <laughs> yeah. No intro that, has been. Like, one of the top intros. Yeah. <laughs> when we do Bakey Awards, no intro is going to be one of, one the, of the contenders one of the for best yeah. intro. <laughs> I mean, Star Wars would be up there too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it would be Star Wars, no intro, yeah. maybe one of the other ones that I liked or something. Yeah. That's pretty rough, huh? Yeah. We hear from some of the bakers. Abdul says, semi final of Bake Off. This is something I would have never dreamed of. Sandro says, it's the most nervous I've ever been. I'm one step to the final. Too close to leave now. Yanu says, Today feels different from every other week because this is the final push. And patisserie is my biggest weakness. Did we know that patisserie is like Yanusha's biggest weakness? I don't remember that, but he mentioned it a couple times this episode. Yeah, and I was like, why would you be bad at patisserie? Yanusha, you're really good at other stuff. It's yeah, like, it doesn't seem like it adds up. But he kept saying, like, that's his weakness. So maybe, like, he doesn't practice bakes and then didn't turn out well or something. Plus, I mean, we're at episode nine. Although we do hear, like, he made it further than he thought he, did, he was going to. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> he only practiced up to a certain point. Yeah, maybe he didn't practice, but this really, it's interesting. Shabira says, any little mistake, they'll tear you apart, telling you what you've done wrong. But you just have to fake it until you bake it. <laughs> Which could be the title of her book. No, no, no. She's she's good. That's the title of another baking show podcast. Somebody <laughs> is going to make it. Oh. <laughs> fake it till you bake it. Yeah. Or that's that's what I'm going to say when I bake anything. And they're going to ask me how I'm doing with the bake. I'll say, I'll say fake it till you bake it, baby. I like that. I like that. Yeah. You'll be baking soon. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it look good. We'll talk about fantasy later. Okay. Shall we get into the signature? Let's. For the signature bake at semi-final week, the bakers are tasked with making six mini charlottes, which, have, which should have a beautifully set filling in a sponge of the baker's choice. They get two and a half hours. This is kind of where Matt and Noel play a game of mini charlottes. Which includes uh, Charlotte from Sex in the City. But they say it's 4-6. I was like, is Kristen Davis really 4-6? <laughs> that seems... Wait, is Kristen Davis Charlotte? Or am I thinking of the wrong one? Oh, I'm not sure, actually, now that you bring it up. Anyway, I, I was like, are any of them 4-6? They seem taller than that. So They all do. They all do. Noel and Matt making up, like, heights. This was... I really enjoy. I wish this was the intro. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed it a lot. They also say Charlotte from Charlotte's, Charlotte's Web. That's the first Charlotte I thought of. Who is 16 millimeter. Yeah. <laughs> who is the miniest Charlotte. But then this is also where I question is like, Charlotte from Charlotte's Web really 16 millimeters? And also, we're very much in the UK. <laughs> they're, like, right. they're doing millimeters. I was thinking, I don't know how many inches that is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're very much not in the US, which is the US has stuck to some weird system for measurements all this time. 
Why the whole world like agreed on something else? I think it depends on what size screen you watch it on. I'm confused. Now. Oh, like the movie? Yeah, that'll depend on how big Charlotte actually is. I was thinking of the book. Oh. Yeah. You have to read, dude. Wait, are there pictures <laughs> yeah. in it? Are there pictures in there? No. Well, then, it's a you book. Have, then you have no idea. Wait, books don't have pictures. <laughs> well, they have one picture on the cover. Oh, okay, okay. Was Some Charlotte on there? He, she might have been. Actually. She was probably. Small. All right, okay, you got me. Okay. She might have been on that cover. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure, like I remember on the cover that she spun out the the title of Charlotte's Web in her web. Uh huh. And she's probably like dangling from that. That would make sense. And just by looking at other things in the cover, you could probably like use perspective to determine out what size she is. Right. I don't million. think no one Matt did that. I think they just made these up. <laughs> 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 we get some notes from Paul and Prue. They said many Charlottes are tricky because they must have a light golden brown sponge on the outside with mousse or bois on the inside. They want to see an artistic flair good enough that they have a place in a patisserie shop. And I'm going to go into a little segment that uh, is new this week, which I'm going to call Paul and Prue's Corner, <laughs> which they kind of discuss how the bakers are doing. So usually like we go through each baker what their bakes are and their judgments. I'm just going to do this right now from the get-go just so that um, we kind of have this out of the way. So, in Paul and Prue's corner, this is where they sit in a corner while the other bakers are baking and they kind of like gossip. <laughs> they say Sandro is doing about 150 layers and flavors, which is a lot. And Abdul is going the opposite route. Um, he's doing a less is more approach. They say Yunush... He's uh, choosing plums, which carry a beautiful flavor. So they're, they they think they'll like that. They say Shabir is using unique and odd flavors, which is peanuts and fruitcake. Um, they said, however, Shabir has never disappointed them before. So she usually does that, right? She uses weird flavors and she's usually good about it. Yeah, we'll t- we're going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then Paul says, mini Charlottes, it's all about delicacy and finesse. That's what they're looking for. I'm going to go into our first baker, which is Abdul. Abdul is making a pistachio tiramisu, mini Charlottes. He tells Paul he's going to keep it simple and classic. And Prue's like, you know, Paul, Abdul, I like that. That's very sensible. And I was like, yeah, no, I get it, Abdul. This is a semifinal. You're going to go um, with something solid or something that you can complete, right? That's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> can I get another? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did he complete it, though? Yeah. Okay. So his mini Charlotte's contain pistachio mascarpone cream. And then there's a layer of a coffee creme uh, chaboost on top of that. And the whole thing is kind of enveloped in like a tiramisu. Uh, there's lady fingers on the outside. And there's like coffee sprinkles on the top. Or coffee powder on the top, as you would say. During judging, the judges say, it's a bit messy. But Paul's like... It's messy, but I guess tiramisu is supposed to look messy. <laughs> I yeah, I feel he like said, he gave him a pass on that. He said it looks like tiramisu, but it's messy. So, kind of yeah, a pass. Yeah. They said the textures are lovely after they bite into it. It's very light. They said the coffee levels are beautiful and it goes well with the cream. Paul says inside and the flavor, it's a 10 out of 10. So, Abdul, I think he was close to getting a handshake here if it just mm-hmm. looked okay. Mm-hmm. Because it tasted good and the inside, the textures were very good. 
He does say overall the look of it not so good. Overall delicious, well done. Yeah, he was the only one that didn't have a ribbon around it. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think he made an attempt, but there wasn't enough time. Oh. And he also was lacking some of the things he was intending to put on top, right? Some of the decor. Yeah. The picture was different from when it actually came out. Yeah. But it must have tasted Nailed really it. good. <laughs> <laughs> it must have tasted amazing. Coming this spring to Quick <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's Abdul. Um, he, he, I think he starts pretty strong. I think he has a pro torch strategy to keep it simple. Yeah. Plus, Although he messed it up a little bit, but you know. 10 out of 10 flavor is pretty good. 10 out of 10 flavor and 10, 10 out of like, textures is good. Depending on what week we're talking about. Yeah, presentation is <laughs> a little lacking, but we'll yeah. see some presentation from Abdul later. Yep. All right, up next we have Yanush. He's making plums in chocolate mini Charlottes. He's basing his mini Charlottes on his childhood favorite candy, which is a chocolate plum. I've never had this before. Yeah, that sounds odd. <laughs> yeah. It it could be good, though. Chocolate and fruit seems like it's good. I've never had plum with anything besides just the plum by itself. That is true. You don't usually have like, yeah, I'm going to eat some plum and lemon cream or something. I don't know. <laughs> is it like a giant chocolate-covered raisin, but it's like a chocolate-covered plum? So you're thinking that you just take a plum and you just dunk it in chocolate and yeah. just eat the whole thing? <laughs> yeah. It's like when you get a... <laughs> If you bought a box of chocolate-covered plums, you'd only get, like, five in the box. Yeah. Probably available at Trader Joe's. I wish. I feel like... I would know. I would know. <laughs> they, they, don't have, they don't have that. They don't have uh, that. It sounds like something they would have. No? They should have it. Let me write to Joe. Okay. Dear Joe. <laughs> you just emailed. Can you have some chocolate plums? <laughs> to Joe at TraderJoe's.com. <laughs> I know you like that trading. <laughs> okay. His tribute to his favorite childhood treat will contain plum. And dark chocolate mousse with chocolate jacon sponge fingers topped with a dome of hazelnut custard. Mm-hmm. He's hoping practice makes perfect. And talking with Matt, we t- alluded to this earlier, but he mentioned that he thought he went farther than he expected himself to go. Yanush? Yeah. I think he was the he is the favorite, like, overall in the season. Because mm-hmm. in the first, like, five episodes, it was just him and Maxie trading, trading Starbaker. Yeah, I, I mean, you know how I feel about him. I, I had him pegged as it's his to lose. So. Yeah. So Matt says they all probably thought Maxie would be here. Yanush said that he told Maxie she'd be the finalist. She said, don't be silly. And Yanush said, no, you will. And then mm. Max said that Yanush jinxed her. Mm. To which Yanush immediately turns to Shabira and says, you will be the finalist. <laughs> Yeah, this is kind of funny. Yeah. That was really good, actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. During judging, it was really, like, I thought it looked well, but it, it really good, but it wasn't quite up to his standard again. Yeah. He's been having some weeks where he's been faltering. Yeah. So he had brown sponge with a brown ribbon. Then he had the custard dome on top. And then he had a plethora of white, yellow, and violet edible flowers on top. And it was like a garden on top. Mm-hmm. But it looked really nice. <clears throat> so Paul says it looks a bit untidy on the side. The way that it's been tied up, it's broken slightly. Prue said overall they're very sweet and pretty. Uh, both Paul and Yanush said there's a lot of flowers on there. Wish <laughs> they were because I don't think you can eat that many edible flowers. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because like after um, they were done with the segment, 
Mm-hmm. Abdul was like, I need to work on my presentation. And Abdul was like, you just got to add more flowers yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. Yanush had some despair. Yeah. <laughs> Paul did say that the plum is nicely set, but the chocolate certainly isn't. It's too loose. Hmm. Prue said you should be able to cut right through it and get a slice. The flavors are lovely. The plum and chocolate go well together, but the jacond is quite tough. It's much firmer than the middle. Paul says it came down to the textures, but he does like it. He thinks the flavors are good. So Kind of a mixed judging there. Yeah, I would say right now Abdul's ahead. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next we have Sandro's. Sandro's making caramel nutty mini charlottes, which uh, contains a layer of peanut on the bottom, then caramel chocolate ganache on top of that, then caramel on top of that, and then it's all... Uh, Tied together nicely with um, a ribbon. <laughs> right. They are using ribbons. Not all of them. Oh, yeah. Sandro <laughs> <laughs> uh, said he's inspired by his mom, who used to make this for him. When he's kind of describing this bake to Paul, Paul said that he's worried about time and how much stuff is on. Like, Sandro's bench is just filled with stuff. Yeah, he, and he, he had yeah. a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> He's the only one using t- uh, making two sponges because he's mm. doing the jacan and the banana sponge. Mm-hmm. And then Paul's like, how many eggs are you using? And he said, 24. <laughs> Sandro is using two dozen eggs for these mini charlottes. Mini charlottes. Yeah. And then Prue's like, uh, as they were talking about this, she's like, uh, I think we should go away and just let Sandro work. Because <laughs> it seems like she's worried. <laughs> so, yeah, Sandro's still doing too much. He didn't really learn from the last episode when they told him he was doing too much. Yeah, too much and too big. Yeah, I think his idea is like, they keep saying that I'm doing too much, but I'm going to prove him right, and I'm going to do too much, and then it's going to work out well. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to show them, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get my handshake. How's that working for you? <laughs> <laughs> During judging, the judges say that his uh, mini charlots are chunky. They're big boys. <laughs> And also, they're a little clumsy. Um, however, when they cut into it, they say the layers are beautiful. Prue says the flavor is absolutely delicious. It's rich and strong. Paul, on the other hand, he said there's too much going on. It's kind of overwhelming with all the different elements. Prue also says that the layers are soft, except the peanut one, which is kind of gluey. So kind of a criticism there. Mm. Um, however, they both say that the sponge on the bottom is perfect. Prue says the sponge on the bottom is one of the best she's ever had. And she's like, I'm going to take this with me. So, yeah, mixed judging on Sandro. I think Paul's like, I told you, Sandro, you're doing too much. And then Prue's like, this sponge is great. So Yeah. His were easily two to three times bigger than everyone else's. Yeah, his, his were a meal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't eat his as a meal before you go to the gym. Packed with protein. And watch Sandro uh, spot you on the bench or something. Yeah. I was thinking when I saw this first round, I immediately was thinking Maxi would have done really well. In this. Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I think Maxi would have done so? well in patisserie week. Yeah, gosh, this this was like made for Maxi. Bake off, man. Every time a baker is destined for a week, they never make it to that week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Last but not least, we have Shabira. She's making peanut and berries mini Charlotte. She says she's won three times, but she's always uh, got a clean slate the next week. So I like her mentality here. She's basically saying every week she has to prove herself, right? She's not costing, yeah. Right. So she's making 
cheesecake mini Charlotte with peanut butter and berries proves like cheesecake. And then Paul's like peanut and fruit. You wouldn't normally put it together to which I said, has no one ever had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich before? <laughs> peanut butter jelly time. Like, peanut is that not? Jelly time. That's common. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, it's common. <laughs> that's oh, the okay. most common thing you have peanut butter with is jelly. Okay. But maybe they're thinking like non-gelatized fruit. I didn't yeah. use gelatized in the right way. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, Paul says it sounds quite strange. So she will create a ring of uh, Savoyardi sponge fingers filled with three layers of cheesecake, blackberry, strawberry, and peanut butter. Prue says all along she's given them unexpected flavors and they've all worked so she doesn't think she'll fail this time. And Paul says that he trusts her entirely. Yeah. Very so good. That's pretty Paul. good. Yeah. Shabir then says, like, that's the thing with three star bakers in a row. It's just more and more being expected. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But then what happened to a clean slate every week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's getting the worst of both worlds. Right, right. Yeah. She doesn't get an advantage from being star baker last week. Also, they expect more from her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. She says, who doesn't like peanut butter? You're probably missing one of the best things in the world. Probably like one third of the population that's deadly allergic to peanuts. But yeah. yeah. Be, that's a whole different podcast. Right. <laughs> the allergy podcast presented by Q&M. <laughs> that would be interesting, actually. It's a spinoff. It would be less fun than this show. Oh, could yeah, be. A lot less fun. All right. So hers was looking really nice. It was a white sponge with a pink ribbon, and then it had the strawberries sliced up on top. So it looked really good. During judging, Prue said they look really pretty. Paul said he loves the outside of it. It's quite elegant. When they took a taste of it, Prue said that the strawberry cream is not quite holding its shape. Mm. But Paul says the sponge is delicious and light. Mm-hmm. Prue says she thinks that it's got excellent flavors. They're unusual. She never would have thought of that combination, and it really works. Mm. Paul says the two creams that she's got in her fruit, they're not set enough. That's the biggest issue here because the bottom layer with the peanut butter is. So a little bit of a mixed yeah. judging again. I think she did it well, though. Overall, I think so, yeah. Do we hear from some of the bakers after the signature? Abdul says, I'm happy. At least the insides are great. Which is true. They really like the insides. Mm-hmm. Shabir says, they said it's slightly unusual, but it does go together. I think unusual is a good thing. And I was like, we know you think unusual is a good thing, Shabir. <laughs> That's <laughs> what you've been doing since episode one. You just keep doing your thing as well, I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Sandra said, Prue said it was one of the best sponges she's ever had. That's my recipe. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Sandra is definitely focusing on the good aspects here. <laughs> he didn't talk about how Paul said he's always doing too much. That's what I like about him, though. Yeah, like, he's very positive. We talked about it last episode. Yeah. Just the, the amount of joy he's having while he's baking <laughs> is just like... I was like, Sandra, that's really not good. all they said. Yeah. <laughs> they said some other things, too. <laughs> You, you said they like the look. They like the flavors. So I'm about 50% there. Now it's time for lunch. And then he eats his own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, do they have time for lunch in between the bakes? They have to, right? I would think so. That's like a whole day, like the signature and then the technical. Yeah. They're not doing it from like 8 to 10 and then technicals no 10, 15 yeah. to 12 or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then lunch and they go home. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure they have lunch in between. That would be rough. Yeah. Let's go into the technical. Let's. All right, up next, we have the technical, and this week it's been set by the amazing Prudini. (laughs) 
They've been having a lot of really good pre puns. They should the do pre puns instead of the intros. All the time, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Prue gives us some advice. She says, precision is all. If you aren't precise, this recipe will not work. That's unlike every other recipe in the tent, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep, this one's unique. Usually you freestyle the technical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just do whatever you want, right? All right. Well, for the technical challenge, the bakers are tasked to make four identical Charlotte. Charlotte? I'm stuck in the first. <laughs> chocolate, <laughs> hazelnut, and raspberry Vertical tarts. <clears throat> Vertigo. I like this because normally we get horizontal tarts. These are 3D, right? These we, are normally we 3D. get 2D <laughs> edible horizontal tarts, right? Right. The vertical tarts should be made up of crisp rings of sweet short crust pastry and filled with semicircles of light chocolate and hazelnut <clears throat> mousse and topped with a raspberry jelly. Mm -hmm. They need to be identical and elegant. The sort of thing you'd see through a patisserie window yep. or Trader Joe's. <laughs> Two hours to do this. Yeah. So the instructions for this, I guess, were kind of confusing because, you know, normally they're doing not vertical things. Right. And we get some segments where Sandro is reading <laughs> the instructions out loud to himself, which I thought was, you know, very endearing, but... It is a little confusing when you're trying to like, because they don't they don't see how it's supposed to look right. They only get the words on the paper. Right. If I were Sandra in the tent, I would be doing the same thing, like cut the what in half and then what. <laughs> if I was Sandra, I would be looking at Shabiras. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> at one point he was like really confused about like how this whole thing should go, and then I think he was running short on time because he didn't have that confidence to like do exactly what was needed because he wasn't sure about like what exactly it should look like at the end i th i think without a visual it's, it's very difficult especially this one yeah you have to take the instructions very literal line by line right so um unfortunately in last place sandro is fourth place during dredging they say that is uh <laughs> his bake is too messy the pastry is too thick and it doesn't look good However, when they say, who's fourth place is this? Who's big is this? Shandro does a raise the roof. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? He's like, it's me. He raises the roof. He's like, top so, four, baby. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's taking fourth place in stride, which is very funny. And that's how you should do it. You know, you shouldn't be ashamed. Yeah. Who's big is this? You should, like, obviously do a dance like Sandro does. Yeah. Uh, next to last place and third place, you have Yanush. They said that his pastry was underbaked and it's very soft. They said they liked the chocolates, but the mousse was a. Uh, the mousse was actually the best in his, mm. but everything else was not the right textures. I was a little surprised by this because I thought he would do really well. Yeah, I think Yanush is like. Usually, Yanush is very like happy, and he he's like he makes very good jokes, and he's very funny. Mm -hmm. There were a couple of moments this episode where he looked flustered or he looked mm -hmm. sad. And I was like, you don't usually see that from Yanush. And yeah. I was like, this is kind of worrying. Like, he's out of his element here or something's off this I week. I think he might have just been in his head a little bit or maybe just not feeling good about everything. Like you said. Like, he, he knows that patisserie is his weakness and then that lack of confidence just kind of... I mean, that kind of thing can spiral Yeah. <laughs> during, like, like, a day like this. Yeah, he wasn't his usual self. No, he was not. Sure. There was... 
There were some segments where you look at him and I was like, I feel bad for you, dude. Like, you just got to push through. I know. <laughs> Which I know. normally you don't see from Yanush. Right, right. And anyway, that was the bottom two of the technical. All right. So in second place, we have Abdul. Yeah. Paul said that uh, one's fallen down already. <laughs> they do look pretty neat. Yeah. Do we talk about what it looked like? It looked like a cross section yeah, of a bake, right? It looked like if you took out a roll, you cut the a slice of the roll, mm-hmm. then you let let it stand. So you mm-hmm. can see the layers. Right. Yeah. I mean that that criticism that one fell over already, mm-hmm. that could have been such an easy fix, you know? If he just like like did something to the like they had little crumbs down at the bottom that they're yeah. trying to stabilize them on. Maybe you just needed to smush that into it more, or just surround it with those crumbs. Could be. I was like, sure. that's such an easy fix for Paul to criticize that. I mean, it's a semifinal. It's, no. it's not three vertical tarts and one horizontal. Okay, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Anyway. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> P Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Paul continues to say that they do look pretty neat. They're a bit dark in some places, overbaked. We know Abdul likes that torch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, no torches in this one. Uh, He taps a very solid moose and says, that's a ganache. (laughs) It's no longer a moose, which he's not the only one that had that problem. Prue said that it tastes lovely, um, really good hazelnut. The flavors are good, but the problem is it's too stiff. The final judgment, Paul says it's slightly overbaked. Chocolate was a little bit tough. So that leaves in first place Shabira. Shabira. And his his hers looked really good, I thought. Yeah. Comparatively to everybody else's. They look most like what was presented when yeah. they were talking about it. Yeah. Paul said it looked very neat, good color uniform. The chocolate's like a ganache again. It's quite delicious, Prue said. Paul said if they put ganache inside the pastry, it's spot on. Like if the directions was put ganache inside. <laughs> mm-hmm. At the very end, Prue said that the pastry is beautifully neat. It had the precision they were asking for. Well done. So overall, pretty tough. I thought Shabira did deserve the win, and yep. I thought she was pretty much ahead of everybody else. Yeah, so we get the rare like mid-episode roundtable at this point because there's so much time, you know? There's only four bigger stuff. Yeah. They say Yanush is in the worst position out of the four. Right, right, right. Even though he got third in technical, I guess his signature was way worse than... Sandro's. Right. Um, Paul says Sandro never finishes and it never looks perfect. He goes for too much, which I was like, I knew this would be the criticism here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Prue says she's rooting for Abdul for Star Baker because he's very consistent. Mm-hmm. No says, we don't know who's going home. It's all going down to the showstopper. So at this moment, I was like, I said, moment. <laughs> <laughs> at this moment. And I was like, obviously, I think Shabir and Abdul are safe at this point, which is crazy, mm-hmm. which means that either Sandro or Yanush is going home. And also, it seems like unless Abdul messes up spectacularly in the showstopper, he's kind of guaranteed almost for the final, mm-hmm. just from this part of the episode alone, mm-hmm. which I was like, kind of mind blown already. Sandro or Yanush, one of them will be going home. Abdul is making it to the final. Shabir is a shoe in Mm-hmm. By this point already, mm-hmm. so I was starting to panic a little bit because I was I wasn't sure who was going home. Yeah, was that like kind of your feeling too? Yeah, it was. It's it's always tough because you mentioned earlier. There's we're down to four, and one of them's not going to make it. And yeah, you, I think deep down you just kind of want all of them to make it, <laughs> even yeah. though you know it's not possible. Yeah, yeah. And so far they like so far two of the makers are doing really well. 
or pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a little bit of a, like a little gap. And then you have Sandro and Yanush, which is tough. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a like a two-horse race on both sides. It is. So. Yeah. Two-horse race for Starbaker. And a two-horse race for someone to go home. Yeah. Let's do the showstopper. Let's. For the showstopper of the semifinal, the bakers are tasked with making a crocan, which is a Nordic uh, dessert cake. It's multi-tiered and uses almond biscuits and dough. It also uses marzipan, and it features icing and sugar worker on the top or around it. The bakers get four hours. So we get some uh, notes from Palm Peru. It says, this is essentially a Swedish wedding cake, and it must be very intricate. The almond disket dough must be crispy on the outside, but chewy on the inside. They want it tall and elaborate. Paul says, at minimum, it should be 60 centimeters. So again, using the metric system here. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. down in the US. I was like, 60 centimeters? How many inches is that? How many Charlottes from Charlotte's Webs is that? <laughs> <laughs> they say this is all about the dough. If it's over overbaked, it won't taste right. However, if it's underbaked, it will all go crashing down. And I was like, this is kind of brutal, you guys. For the showstopper, you guys gave them the task of making something really tall. That if it isn't perfect, it's going to like break and fall apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how like, nerve-wracking that is, producers? Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, is it cruel of them for them to do that? I mean, it's a semifinal, so they should be able to produce this kind of thing. Yeah. But also, like, that's scary. <laughs> it is. I liked it. I thought it was a good challenge. For it was a good challenge. It's just like, show, yeah. when you're doing bakes that could potentially, like, collapse mm-hmm. in the semifinal, mm-hmm. you get really nervous. And I guess, like, tense is what they're going for in the semifinal anyway. Yeah. You don't get a lot of jokes this episode, either. No. It's all about, like, pressure and who's going to make it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to go over Paul and Prue's corner <laughs> at this point. They say that the structure of Shabiro's double helix is ambitious. Prue is unsure how she'll manage it. But Paul says she hasn't disappointed them yet. And then Prue says if hers doesn't fall over, she could win. And I was like, oh, they're actually declaring, like, who could win, like, the whole episode here. Mm-hmm. Paul says that the bake that she's doing... Place to her strengths. But you knew she said the layers must be carefully brought together. And then Prue says her money is on Abdul because he's very precise. He's very organized. And she likes the idea that he's doing. And then Saunders, they talk about him. They say she wouldn't... Prue says she wouldn't be surprised if he didn't finish on time. Paul says, I'm sure he'll finish it. But to what level of finesse? Hmm. So those are kind of the storylines for all the bakers here. And the first baker is Abdul. He is making a To the Stars rocket ship. <laughs> so it, look, it looks very cool. It, does. So it looks like a rocket ship. There's like spacemen yeah. on the inside. It's like stained glass. And then there's also like um, caramel glue fighting the whole thing together. There's little mini gloves on the bottom. There's orange marzipan little planets. And there's pistachio marzipan stars. And it kind of looks like like a Christmas tree to me, even though it's supposed to be a rocket. It didn't look like a rocket to me. It looked cool, but it didn't look like a rocket to me. Did it look like a Christmas tree? It did look like a Christmas tree. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Abdul said he wants to celebrate humanity's achievement of getting to space. 
So that's a very broad and like, <laughs> very, very ambitious concept. <clears throat> Matt tells him that he is a dark horse because one, he hasn't had a handshake yet. And two, he hasn't gotten Starbreaker yet. And Abdul says, I know how have I made it this far. And then Matt just kind of points to it, like what he's doing. He's like, well, because of this. And he says, what you're doing is very ambitious. And he likes it. So Matt kind of like, Matt kind of like reminding him that he hasn't gotten Starbaker or a handshake. And then telling him that he belongs here. So it's like, you're kind of like ruining <laughs> his confidence. And then you're kind of bringing him back up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. During judging, the judges are very impressed. They say that his uh, rocket ship looks absolutely magnificent. They love the space theme of it. Paul says it's symmetrical all the way down. After they bite into the biscuit, they say the biscuit is delicious. It's the right te- texture of crispy on the outside and chewy on in the inside, which is what Paul was looking for. They say the marzipan stars are delicious with orange essence. Overall, terrific job. So very high praise for Abdul here. Mm-hmm. And at this point... After they judge him, I was like, Abdul's going to the final. <laughs> There's no way he doesn't make it to the final after this. Yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing because Abdul had, he's had quite a journey this throughout this whole season. Mm-hmm. I kind of see him like a Chiggs, you know? He just keeps on improving. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't had standout bakes up to this moment. Mm-hmm. But for him to do so well during this episode, it's like, this is the perfect time to kind of shine through. You're peaking at the right moment, right? Yeah. I think he made some smart choices. I think his choices that he made this episode really helped. I think his choice of baking next to Sandro when Sandro's doing too much. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to do the opposite of that because Paul seems very annoyed by that right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to like keep it very simple. And I'm going to make sure I finish and then try to go for, for that finesse as much as I can, which is very smart. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Abdul, like, he's doing some things this episode. He is. In kind of a way, this is, I see this as Abdul's episode. Yeah, yeah. He shines more in this episode than any episode episode so far. That's true. All right, up next we have Yanush. Yanush is making Brighton pride. His three-tiered croken is an explosion of color. Sitting atop his pride flag-inspired base will be pink and blue hearts as well as black and brown musical notes to celebrate both the transgender and black and Asian and minority ethnic communities. It's going to feature flavors from uh, gin royal icing and also... Some almond and rose. Yanush mm. is talking to Noel and he says that these are not really patisserie colors. Noel replies, but you're in the semis. You can do what the hell you like. <laughs> <laughs> he says to Yanush, you want to be in the final, don't you? Yanush says, mm. well, of course he wants to be in the final. But he sees all the people around him. And Noel replies that it's anyone's game. It just depends on who has a good day. Mm. Dot, dot, dot. Yep. So during judging, Paul says that he thinks the bottom tier is beautifully neat. It's well executed. The way that he put the different colors inside, it really works. He thinks it's just slightly untidy as you go up. Yeah. Prue says that the hearts are pretty even. They're a couple closer to the others. The the flavors were delicious. She wanted to see if she could taste the gin and the icing. And Paul says, of course you do. (laughs) Prue says that the flavors are excellent. Um, They are a bit overbaked and not chewy enough, though. Paul said that the best bit he found was on the edge of one of the hearts, which was a bit softer, but it's lost its crisp. He's gone from slightly over to slightly under, and they're trying to look for something bang in the middle. Mm. So I think just a little bit rough all around on both flavor and presentation. 
it just wasn't what we're used to. Yeah, unfortunately. Next up, we have Sandro. Sandro is making a where it started to how it's going, Crokin. So it's very reminded me of like a meme I would see on TikTok or something. <laughs> Even though I don't have TikTok, I know there's memes like that around. Oh, interesting. Right? So this thing is very ambitious. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> there's like a, the continent of Africa on it mm -hmm. and then the United Kingdom. Uh, his flavors are rhubarb and custard. There's also pistachio and raspberry. There's stars. There's like red isomalt. Sandro's going for it. <laughs> so when he's describing this big to Paul, Paul looks worried. <laughs> Sandro says this is an ode to Africa and the UK and a thank you to his mom. And then at this point, we also see a cute picture of baby Sandro and his mom. I was like, Sandro grew up. <laughs> like in that picture, he's a tiny little baby. Yeah. That, that baby went to the gym. <laughs> Paul tells Sandro that he's been pushing himself and sometimes he would fall flat. And he's also pushing himself again today. So Paul looks a little annoyed. Um, yeah, Sandro, he's very... He's going to do his thing, you know? Yeah, he's definitely doing it his way. He's not going to, like, let the judges get to him. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to, like, tone it down. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, I'm just going to go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is, you could, it's kind of admirable. Right. It's very risky. Right. There's also a moment where um, Sandro, at the end, he makes, like, a, sh a red sugar isomalt. And he places it on top of his bake. And then after the time call, it falls over and it cracks. And I'm like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. And we also saw this in the preview in the beginning of the episode. So I was, like, dreading this the whole time. I was like, this does not look good, but, you know. Yeah. Apparently, that red SML was just a tiny decoration. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, he had a lot of things happening. It so, was huge, too. Yeah. <laughs> so He had so much things happening that, if, like, one tiny thing fell off. I don't like, it doesn't make that much of a difference. It, it might have helped. It, <laughs> yeah. it actually might have, yeah. might have helped by scaling have, it back. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It might have helped. <laughs> During judging, Paul says he actually likes the look of it. He said it's mad. It's all over the place, like a mighty Monty Python croc. And I was like, another element. I was like, we're very much in the UK here. Mm. <laughs> Paul's making Monty Python references. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, they said the caramel look is... The caramel looks a little bit overdone. And there was a part where Sandro noticed that during his bake. He's like, yeah, I'm going to cover that with piping. <laughs> so <laughs> it didn't quite work out for that. Yeah. They still noticed it. When they actually bite into it, they said the rhubarb and custard tang are delicious. And then they also tried the raspberry. And they say it's very good and that the texture is good. A key element here during the judging is that they say that his uh, crocken is crispy on the outside and soft in the middle. And this is the texture that they are looking for. It looks all over the place. They wanted more finesse, but the flavors were good. So overall, good job. Mm -hmm. I think that's a key element to this whole episode mm. is that Sandro's um, showstopper, the texture of his bake was what they were looking for. Mm. All right. And finally, we have Shabira. She's making the DNA in you. Her double helix crookin <laughs> is features her specialization in com computational biology. Shabira's cool, man. Yeah. I forgot that she was a biologist. Yeah. Yeah. So she says she would analyze data to understand the human genome. 
So her Krogan <laughs> is celebrating the DNA. Yeah. She'll create chromosomes from classic almond dough and flavor each of the 50 biscuits that form her DNA helix with rose and pistachio. It'll be decorated with colorful icing and marzipan. Her towering design will be supported by nothing more than thin biscuit rods yeah. and prayers. I added that. <laughs> she said this quite risky structure. It has to be perfectly straight and it has to be precisely arranged up to the top to keep the balance. She lets us know that she honestly failed for the first three times she tried it, but the fourth one stayed standing for three days. Shapiro's doing the work, man. So, yeah, good thing the judging isn't in four days. <laughs> <laughs> so, during judging, Prue says it's absolutely wonderful. Paul thinks that her design is amazing. The colors are incredible. Prue says the chromosomes, they're actually supporting the whole structure. Shapiro says, yes. And Prue says, it's amazing. She thinks that flavors are absolutely spot on, but the baking varies. Some of them are a little too dry. Hmm. Paul says that the main stand bit is okay. It's slightly chewy in the middle. The pistachio tastes amazing. Almond tastes amazing, but they're both overbaked. So she had so many small pieces. Yeah. I think that didn't really allow for the chewy center, crispy outside because they're just so small. You gotta admire the thing. I think, like, when it comes to presentation and looks, yeah, this was the best looking thing the whole season. The fact that it just it held, stood held its own yeah. was amazing. Yeah, it looked cool. And, like, when I think like you're gonna look back at the season and you think of some of the bakes, this is one of the standouts for sure, presentation wise, for sure. Yeah, so very interesting showstopper here. And we get some comments from the bakers after. Sandro says, for once, Paul seemed really impressed with the flavor. Then we hear from Yunus, she looks kind of down. And he says, I get the feeling that today I'm down in the bottom. Which, would you say that's true? Yes. I would say that's true, too. It's yeah. It's scary. Definitely it's, down yeah. to him and Sandro. Yeah. Although, like, Sandro had the right texture and he didn't, which I think is key. I think Paul also... Aesthetically liked his better too. Yeah, multi Python, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we get a judges roundtable. It says Shabir's Helix was amazing, however, slightly overbaked. It said Abdul's was fantastic all around. The textures were spot on. And then basically, those two are guaranteed to spot the final score. Mm-hmm. It's down to Yanush or Sandra to go. And Paul says it comes down to little differences, which he doesn't elaborate on. And then we go into the the results. So it's very tense. All the bakers are holding hands. And they announced Star Baker. And it's Abdul. <laughs> he got his Star Baker. Did you see prior to them actually announcing it, like Yanush was staring at Shabira? Yeah. Like I think he legit thought Shabira was going to win again. Yeah. yeah. She could have won. I think, honestly, if she didn't win the last three, she would have won Star Baker here. Mm. But since she won the last three, and Abdul did so well this episode, and it's kind of like they're maybe they're like even with each other. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to give it to Abdul, right? Because he didn't really deserve it. <laughs> no, I mean, if they're tied, oh. it makes sense to give it to Abdul. Oh, I see. Yeah. If they're tied, okay, yeah. right, right. Although, like, they did say that you know Abdul's showstopper was better than Shabira's. Like, from looks wise, I would give it to Shabira because the thing is more ambitious and looks crazy. Mm-hmm. But apparently, like Abdul's textures were spot on. Yeah. So, I mean, 
Good for Abdul. He's yeah, Star Baker. Sure. Star Baker going into the final is definitely, definitely something to think about. <laughs> Who is a Star Baker going into the final? Ooh, we should we should look back and see like how many times has the person who was star baker for week nine have they actually won the show so it goes two different ways like either that person wins the show Mm -hmm. or that person getting into the final Mm -hmm. is their award for the whole season oh yeah that's like this the completion of the storyline is getting into the final okay so it could go either way for abdul okay i mean but like it's definitely a good thing and like there's no better way to go into the final than as the most recent star baker Mm-hmm. Right, and then they send somebody home, and they say this is very tough because this is the toughest part of the competition to go home. And they announced it, and it's Yanush, which is crazy to me. Because if you were to ask me who is going to win Bake Off for most of the season, I would have said Yanush is going to win Bake Off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, in the first half of the season, we had Yanush and Maxi trading Starbaker back and forth. Yanush and Maxi not in the final. Yeah, it's it's crazy. He got Jurgen. He got Jurgen for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yanush says this doesn't surprise me right after I announced it, which is really he looks really hurt. So like this is harsh, mm-hmm. but it's rough. Prue does pull him aside and tell him that he's a good baker and a lovely guy, which you know we can all see. Yanush says, "I am not upset. The best three bakers are left. Clearly, it was an amazing time with an amazing people." Like, oh, he still seems kind of down about it. I, I, I do think that Abdul, if you were to ask me, like, season overall, who are the best three bakers, I think I would put Yudush in there. Did I say Abdul? You did. I meant Yudush. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you did. If you were to ask me, like, based on the night, first nine episodes, who are the best bakers, the best three bakers? Yeah. I would probably say Yudush, Maxi, and Shamir. <laughs> same. Same. Yeah. Same. But Yudush and Maxi, now the final. Well, they've won the most. Star Baker, right? Cassandra yeah. only won once, right? Yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, then and Abdul, then Abdul just won, won one. Shabira has three. Shabira, yeah, Shabira is clearly the favorite, I would say. But Maxi and Yanush each had two, right? Right. Yeah. And they were really consistent too. So. With amazing. handshakes. With handshakes. With handshakes. Right. Yeah. We hear from Abdul. He says, "It's crazy. I'm in the final, and Star Baker." This is awesome because they see that I've been improving and this gives me confidence that I belong with the other two bakers. So Abdul's arc, I think, is improvement. There's always one baker who improves steadily throughout the show and then they get into the final. And I think this, you know, it's very clearly Abdul this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most improved baker, for sure. Next week from Shabira. Shabira says, I'm very happy. It means everything. It's something that I didn't think I could achieve. I was like, Shabira, you got three star makers before this. <laughs> you obviously deserve a spot in the final. Yeah. Sandra says, I'm happy that Paul and Prue see something in me to hold a space for me in the finals. Happy tears. Oh, man. And then we kind of hear, we kind of see him like tearing up, which is very, you know, heartwarming. Mm-hmm. So Abdul, Shabira, and Sandro, 2022 Big Off finalists. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Next week, it's going to be interesting. It is. All right, let's go into our segments. Let's. What was your funniest moment of the episode? I think you mentioned earlier there weren't too many funny moments, but I think one of mine was during the technical when Noel was talking to Shabira and asked, like, is there anything that he can do? And she said, yes. 
stay away. And then <laughs> we see him walking out of the tent, like way out of the tent. In the background. And he's waving bye and calling, like, she's like, bye, Shabira. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, was, yeah, that, that went out to be the funniest moment. Yeah. Because <laughs> it also reminded me of like, he also had like, you know how like, where's Waddle? Waddle has a certain look like he's walking. Yeah, yeah. Noah had that look of where's Waddle. And he's also yeah. been Waddle before in the tent. Right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it was like a very Waddle well of him to be like tidy and in the background saying yeah. hello and, or goodbye. Or Wally, right? Is it Wally? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where's Wally in yeah. the UK? They don't call it Waddle. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we always say like he looks like he's walking, but isn't it in a book and he's just still all the time? <laughs> no, he's walking. <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah, he's obviously He's like mid-walk. It's a picture though. Yeah, <laughs> he's mid-walk. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, my render up, there's like a little moment where like Ianush is kind of rolling something on this bench and then like mm -hmm. a pan drops in the back and he catches it really quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was good. And they don't even elaborate on it. It's just like a really quick moment that I thought was funny. I was like, oh, good catch, Ianush. My uh, other runner up was when San during the showstopper, Sandra was saying he was just doing some pipe work to add some decor and definition. But then as he was doing it, it just fell up. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that too. Yeah. I was like, there's. When you know the camera's on you, you have a different type of pressure. Yeah, yeah. That would totally be me. Same. <laughs> like, I'm really concentrating on this pipe work, and it just, like, falls off. Yeah. Yeah. That would be me, 100%. What was your favorite bake of the episode? I'm going with the unusual flavors of peanut butter and fruit. Okay. For if I could eat something, it would be that. I got to go with the Helix. Oh, yeah. The Helix was good, too. Yeah, we're both picking Shabira again. Last week we both picked Shabira too. Yeah, it's been I like think that for we a while. pick her quite often because the flavors are interesting. Yeah, yeah, she's very unique. You can't get the flavors anywhere else. Yeah, I've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich either. Peanut butter jelly. <laughs> peanut. All right, uh, fantasy update. Okay, so when we decided to do this, and even coming into the beginning of the weeks, I thought for sure one of us was gonna just run away with it by the yeah. time by this time. Like I was thinking. What if it's not even a competition at the end? It's pointless for us to do this. Yeah, we might not even mention it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been more than I could have expected. And Team Q currently has 226 points with Abdul left. Yeah. And Team M has 229 points with Sandro and Shabira left. So it's a three-point difference. It's literally going to come down to who wins. The who wins. Which it should. That's how it should be decided, right? Yeah. Tipping point. Yeah. So this this, this is very exciting. I'm, outnum I'm, out I'm outnumbered, though. I'm, you are, but... It's just Abdul for me right at this but, point. But your baker is peaking at the right time. So. I hope he gets a handshake and then he also wins. Wait, that doesn't really matter. He just he just needs to win at this point. He, he really just needs to win. Because if he gets a handshake and then one of your bakers win, I still lose. Right. I need Abdul to win. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's who, it comes down to whoever wins. Because even if they all got handshakes. handshakes. Well, unless both your makers got handshakes and Abdul wins. But uh, star or winner gets 15 points. Right. So ten, uh, handshakes is only 10 points. Then it would also depend on how they place. Because you're only getting six points out of oh, technical, technical too. Yeah. yeah. So I, th I think it just really comes down to who's going to win. Yeah. My it was that are not good here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that my team would end up with just Abdul at the end. I thought Maxi and Yanush are going to be in there, you know? 
Yeah, it's interesting. When we did our pre-show rankings. Oh, we won't talk about that. No, well, Abdul was your number two. Abdul was my number two. Yeah. Will, Will was my number right. one. <laughs> right. Well, Sandro was my number one. I mean, so we that have Sandro two. was a very good prediction from you for number one. My number one prediction was not great, but I, I think Abdul he came through for me. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, honestly, any of them could do it. It's just who's going to have a good day. No, I, I'm pretty sure about who's gonna win next week. Really? All right. All right let's well, go to let's go to predictions. Okay. Just you know, last week I just want to note that I predict who's going home t- two weeks in a row. <laughs> did you? Did you? See I had Maxi, and then I had Yanush by doing the inverse of your oh. Starbaker. <laughs> but I said Abdul was gonna you, be Starbaker. Uh, you said Yanush would be Starbaker. Sandra oh. would go home. Shoot. And You're I just right. re- I reversed that. Reverse Q is definitely a strategy. <laughs> it's coming into play. Inverse Q. It's coming into play during Man. the uh, home stretch of. Well, you can't off. do that again, right? It's not going to work again. All right. Well, who's your who's going to take the show for you? Yeah, it has to be Shamira. I say it has to be. And because I don't want to do any jinxing, I'm going to pick Sandro. He's also going to get a handshake. Sandra's been a little shake. Well, I think Sandra's gonna get a handshake next episode. Yeah, and then that will be kind of his like storyline is completed. Yeah, he's gonna get Sandra. He's gonna get a handshake, but he won't win. Mm-hmm. I think Abdul's storyline is already completed. He got to the final mm-hmm. as the most improved baker. Mm-hmm. I think Shavira has to win. I I would say from a writer's standpoint, you are one hundred percent spot on. <laughs> <laughs> like everything that you said makes perfect sense on how the season would would like come to a close like producer wise and storyline wise yeah Sandro gets his handshake he's happy yeah and don't make it to the final he's happy yeah Shabira wins the whole thing she's the strongest maker yep her flavors have been interesting but they're always good mm-hmm. I mean anything can happen in the final except for Yunush coming back and winning it <laughs> <laughs> oh harsh yeah <laughs> But yeah, I think it has to be Shamira next episode. All right, we're going to find out. You going with Sandro? Going with Sandro. That's a choice. It's definitely a choice. We're going to find out. Oh, man, this is exciting. Yeah, we only have one episode left, which is crazy. And one of us is going to be baking. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be me. (laughs) No, we don't. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Although even I picked one of your bakers to win the whole thing. (laughs) That's true. You you did not pick Abdul. I did it. I think it's Shamira's. This is Shabira season at this point. Everything you said makes sense, but we'll see. We'll find out. All right. Well, that was quite an episode that we just watched the Bake Off, and the next week is the final. The final. We are very excited to talk about that with you. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Take care, everyone. (laughs) 